week skipper's not here yeah skipper isn't here he i i think work uh sure. he no, didn't really tell us lead. he just said he <laughs> he's getting he's getting cuffed we got a so we got a wine here today um we poured some wine from, from duck horn vineyards napa valley it smells great nice little red cheers boys cheers cheers oh yeah Oh, wow. That's pretty good red. That is pretty good. That's good. Wow. Okay, so that's cheaper than my favorite wine. I'm not a big fan of red wine, but that's pretty good. Oh, no, I I like red wine. Red wine is so good. I absolutely love red wine. It's my favorite. I like... More of a wine. And I'm just like, I am learning the wines as I go. Yeah, you were telling me that you weren't really into wines that long ago. No. More of a white or rosé kind of guy. It's okay. You just like that sweet. Mm -hmm. I actually can't get into rosé. It just is not for me. Now, if it's a muscadine red wine, then yes, I do like it. Yeah. Well, uh, Chloe loves um, um, mm. Moscato. So. so does Victoria. Yeah. So does Matt. I'm not saying. Matt <laughs> goes, I I'm like anything. Haley too. Sparkling anything, buddy. Yeah. So Matt goes, give me sparkling whatever. That's so it's, you know. it's funny you say that because when we went to Boone on the ski trip, yeah. we went to a winery uh, at the base of Grandfather Mountain. Nice. And they had the. Um, you had your pick of white, red, or sparkling. I actually okay. got the sparkling one because <laughs> it was a mixture of white and red. Yeah. I mean, look, I will probably drink it regardless. Right. And it'll probably taste good regardless. So, like, you know, I just, I prefer, I prefer red wine. It's just rich in taste. Yeah, like, for me, I think it's just the flavors. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you know, very, I'm there for the... Yeah. This one's very smooth. <clears throat> Um, it's an amazing mistake. It probably would be, but I'm so high right now that I just... You don't even feel like your mouth. Just like, Does your mouth get really dry from... Is that just smoking? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, cotton mouth comes with edibles. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I thought that was just with smoking, and I thought it was caused by the actual smoke. No. It's the dehydration. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, so... But that's okay, because it gets... <coughs> I mean, I'm constantly drinking the whole time, mm-hmm. so I wet my will a lot. <laughs> I'm sitting on the inside, <laughs> you know, like how it is. I wet my wheel. Like I don't know why, but then immediately went to uh, that song. What was that? What's that song? Bartender. Yeah, and it's been a while. Uh, so yeah, Skipper is not joining us today. So, we were supposed to get Giants of Kandahar, but you guys will have to wait another week for that. However, I want to know just a little bit. Last week, I got a little bit of a treat between Matt and Skipper, and I told you a little bit about it. Skipper... This is after I left. Yeah. yeah. I think Skipper is still on the basis. He's kind of going towards the uh, it's silly, non-existent stuff. Gotcha. Are you kind of heading that way? Or are we going to actually have a really cool conversation between I, the two of you? You know, it's okay if you are heading that way. That's fine. Yeah, you but guys like, are, the are one, you a little bit more ones doing the research. I'm more into for it. it than I am against it. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And it is the Marines, right? No, it was the Army. It was Army. I told you, bitch. Sorry. I fucking told you, bitch. Because there's some people that say it was the Marines. I told you, bitch. Was it like Special Forces? I think it was the Rangers. I don't remember right now. I fucking told you. If if he's right, I yeah. told you. If no, not, I believe it. He's the one looking into it. So. <laughs> it makes more sense if it was the Rangers. <clears throat> so we're doing conspiracy corner number seven, and we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it. Um, well, actually, I do have some news. If you guys haven't heard, did you hear that Disney and Sony have a new partnership going on? So Disney sold Sony all the rights for their physical media. Which means... You said why? Sony sold all the rights to... No, Disney, Disney sold all the rights for physical media to Sony. Which is amazing. So what does that mean? They just kind of sell the physical media? That means everything from 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Okay. Everything in, that they bought can now be rescanned correctly to 4K. Because a lot of people don't know, but their 4K, uh, like Avengers movies, they're not Dolby Atmos and all that stuff. What was that? I, uh, I did not like that at all, dude. Your door like legit like opened a bit. That's all good. Fuck its leaves, bro. But yeah, <laughs> you fuck with. It's leaves, probably just man. all the music I've been listening to, mixed with like <laughs> chanting stuff on the way here, and then like. It's just the AC and the air purifier. Yeah, it is. It's because of the vent over there. Yeah, see? He's in the fucking But if there was no vent there and that fucking bucket of rocks outside, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's because of my daughter or something. uh, uh, But yeah, so that means like, uh, one, Sony is the best to do 4K and to do physical media in general. You're right. Do you still think they're the greatest with uh, music too? Like like releasing music? I don't know because Universal releases a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't Universal have Electra? Because they still release a lot. Who has sure. high records? Is that I'm not a sure subsidiary off of Atlantic? But I, I, we've already talked about how Sony's great in the in the visual art Atlant- stuff. Sony just, is just really good. Sony's right. with all the visuals. Except stuff. for producing movies. <laughs> or at, at least yeah. Did getting you watch your, Web? That's what I'm going to talk about. So <laughs> so you I, haven't, I haven't watched it. Oh, I just okay. heard horrible stuff about it. Which I knew was going to happen. Yeah, Chloe told me that she's been hearing like absolute dog. I did I see. I did see Morbius. Are we sure that people, are, not sure sure. That people it, so. are not just on the bandwagon of hating on it? Oh, they probably are. But if I mean, it might be a ass. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I actually, heard it was straight. <laughs> and from the clips I've and seen of it, like it's how, what's ass. the girl from Euphoria again? Uh, I always forget. Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney. How they I guess made her a act like a teenager in the film. Yeah, she's twenty six again. Yeah, and this that, is cl- that's but, classic. But Tony that's, McGuire was a fucking yeah, high school. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I know, but that's one. He's like thirty-two. And you guys are right. That's just one of the main arguments people were saying on Twitter as they did not like that. So even I though just, she's literally, and then she Euphoria, also, yeah, but she's in really Euphoria, she plays a fucking teenager. That's right. what I'm saying. That's what she's been doing. So right. That's nothing new. I don't know, man. But I until I see the film myself, yeah, I'm gonna watch the film. I mean, even Tom Holland was nineteen, twenty, and he was playing what a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. He's the youngest. Yeah. But he definitely just looks super young, too, whenever... No, he's like 25, I actually. Say, he's, he's 28 now. Yeah. I think um, I don't think people are just haters. I'm going to watch this movie to well, really we judge it. It definitely establishes that with The Exorcist. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I, re- I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I like, I like that movie. We all saw it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Movie was a lot, actually. That movie was awesome. Yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. I expected it. people to like it, actually. And I'm, I'm upset that... Uh, that uh, Dana Gordon Green isn't going to be, or David David Gordon Green, and all the Halloweens were fun. Or Danny Danny Gordon, Gordon Green was awesome. Danny Gordon Green, right? Yeah, I think uh, I wasn't big. Was he Danny or David David I Gordon Green? I think you're mixing Danny um, McBride and McBride. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you weren't a big fan of which Halloween? Uh, Halloween ends. I like oh, Halloween I ends. I really liked Halloween ends. Also, uh, to me, that's the, the way how best, you pumped it This one's the me, best Halloween like, sequel. The only reason why I watched it is because the way how Daniel described it and how yeah. like unique it was. But if I didn't describe it that way, I, you probably wouldn't even see it that way. Yeah, I guess you just have to be under that perspective to understand it, too. Yeah. But Halloween 3, on the other hand, for some reason, I just need to get back into it, but I wasn't able to watch it during that time. Season like, of the Witch? Yeah, I just had a... It was a weird period where it was really hard for me to watch like 80s horror movies. I couldn't get into it for a little bit. But before, I could. It was just well, a lot of them are understandable. I like it, but yeah, the sequel, the Halloween sequel, is really aren't that good. Halloween three though stands on it by itself. Yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, let's get into it then. So, Space Wars, serious national security threat. The United States says Russia is, you know, threatening us with nukes in low orbit. From their uh, satellites that they're launching. Now, there's two things going around that I've seen. I've seen that they already have the capabilities, that they're already there, or two, that they will be sending them there. Um, U.S. tells allies Russia may launch anti-satellite nuclear weapon into space this year. Uh, Russia says no. (laughs) Putin said no. We have no reason to do that. Now, which kind of comes... And then also, uh, I did get this article from the New York Times, and they did say that this is probably going to happen because of Russia's inability to take over Ukraine with much larger military. Um, This... This whole thing, like, I don't think people really understand that Russia is probably done with with advancing any further in Ukraine. Um, I also don't expect them to put nukes in space like that. And if they did, I do not expect them to um, launch them at America. Like, I just, to be completely honest with you, I don't think anybody on this planet wants that. I don't think that I don't think anybody on this planet wants. If they were to launch, the the if they were to send the satellites up, I think it'd be more of a deterrent than they would actually launch it. Yeah, it would be to just just to um, like push buttons, right. maybe like say that you want to fucking Putin's me? fucking tired of all the sanctions, right? And he goes, "Yep, fine, I push this. this. You fucked." Okay, <laughs> but yeah, but he's, I, he's not going to do that. I don't know, but my thing is, is I've been seeing this in a lot of. Uh, different cases now. I've been seeing a lot of reports about like space. It's all like over space my fucking wars. homepage. Yeah. It's either cosmic rays, right, solar yeah. flares, or now and now it's um, Russia, right? And I don't know. Like I honestly feel like our government is trying to play the eighties again with this whole like fucking like great mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think Russia's doing this shit. I don't think that there is a need to do this shit. Like I don't. Like. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it just seems kind of odd. And also, like, I've been seeing a lot more stuff about sun flares. Um, it kind of reminds me of that movie uh, from Netflix. The the Oh, I forgot the name, but you're talking about Obama's the, Yeah, the Obama produced movie. movie. Um, Shit, man, I can't believe we forgot about it. But yeah, so that movie, like, I also, don't know. Also, that movie was pretty entertaining. <clears throat> yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But, um, no, that's, like, something to think about, right? Like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of reports about this stuff. Leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't know really where I'm at with it. Um, I really personally don't believe that... I don't believe Russia would strike America first. You would want If it, anything, like, they'll go to Ukraine, but even so... And then they will go to Europe. Right. Even so, they can just yeah. nuke Ukraine right now. <clears throat> Which they don't want to. Right. Yeah. Why would they want to just send it up to space just to bring it right back down to Ukraine? I'm starting to learn, or I'm starting to start thinking like this, and I've noticed in the past eight years, really since Trump got in office in 2016, well, 17, uh, ever since Trump's been relevant, right, um, that everything that has been spoke on about Russia has been a lie, Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm just going to start ignoring all the shit that is spoke about Russia. Yeah, well, it's also just very hard to, like, really know what's true and what's not true just behind the bed of lies. Yeah. Dude, this wine is so good. It is really good. Yeah. It's it's just a stressful topic in general, just because the whole entire Russian collusion thing that we dealt with for, like, six years. And well, then, I'm not, like, a Russian sympathizer. Like, I just don't give no, a no, fuck no, no, about no. them. No, no, I'm not saying that. Any of that is. Uh, yeah, I know, but, like, that's how people kind of go. It's like, if you are if you don't yeah, kind of give this support, it's like, well, you sympathize with that. It's like, no, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. And honestly, like, the news and everything else is feeding us so much bullshit. Like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm not one of those people who doesn't believe a war is going on. There definitely is people dying every day. I mean, I see it where... I mean, we've basically been in World War Three since the ending of World War Two. I mean, yeah. Whether whether how quiet you want to call it, too. Like, you know, like... The whole world's been in conflict forever. Yeah. I mean, that's been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, maybe, maybe you know, none of this shit's real. <laughs> you know? They only call it real. Maybe this, maybe this is the conspiracy, is to keep you worried the whole time. 
Keep you on your edge, yeah. I mean, people are kind of like what is also said in um, "Leave the World Behind." You control. Nobody people. controls their anything. It's right. all this chaotic. It's all this chaos. And you control people with your fear. But right, and propaganda. And this and is order. the fear. And right. that's the way to. But you do it by order. The fear. So yeah, right. of control. Which control? Right, but this you never give them the that order. outcome. They create chaos, but you give them an order of fear where they have to follow in lines, or else there's going to be consequences. Yeah, that's how you control people. It does seem like it's going that way. Um, but yeah, the, I, I'm interested in seeing what this year is going to bring with sun flares. I'm hoping it's just a more peaceful year compared to the previous. Don't. Mm. I don't want it to be, man. I want it to be. It, and we all want it to be, but I don't think it is. Well, with the, the solar flares, I think it blew up on TikTok. Everybody, I haven't looked at it. Everybody yeah. was talking about how oh, it's going to cause a blackout. It's going to cause darkness for is however right, many days. So Which one? The big one that happened last year? Because we had that yeah, one we had that one was one really big yeah. last year. I've had it where it affects my phone service. Uh, like my phone you, service is weaker. Like my internet stuff. service has been shitty for the past couple of days. Yeah, and, and yeah, so so my Wi-Fi has yeah. been great lately. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my my internet's been kind of buggy too. Really? But uh, but honestly, mine's been buggy since like 2020. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I don't know. It's kind of it, it's interesting to look into. Uh, this, the blackouts and stuff because it seems like uh, the one that just happened affected mm-hmm. South America more than any other mm-hmm. uh, continent at, or at least it did when I saw it mm-hmm. and there were blackouts going on in Brazil but you see their grid is probably weaker than ours <laughs> so like maybe mm-hmm. maybe here in America even though our grid is pretty weak or at least vulnerable you know, maybe maybe not as weak as it's been, but it's vulnerable. If there was one to happen, it would only affect the grid for a couple of days, if that. Like it doesn't. They're powerful, but they, by the time they get to us, they're not power enough, powerful enough to completely fry all of our electronics. It, well, it doesn't seem like it right. is. You know, especially when they're they're saying it, like if anything, it seems like the most things that they do is create the uh, auroras down. Mm-hmm. Into the mountains of North Carolina, it brings them down to the uh, Virginia, and sometimes even deeper into North Carolina. But that's like it, right? So, um, do you have anything to add? Because you said that you were looking into that stuff. That was mostly it, like because people, also people at work, were talking about it. If something were to happen, right? And let's say electricity was gone for a couple years or whatever, what they would do? And I'm like. One, it's not going to happen from a solar flare. A couple of years is a long time, right? Like that's not that's not going to happen. And then they got confused with. I guess they heard somewhere that you know how if yellow um, Yellowstone erupted, uh-huh. um, that we would be have another ice age or something like that. Right. They confused that with a solar flare. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. If an ice age yeah. happens, our communications will be fine. Right. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, solar flare. Well, I think the main, I think realistically, the only time of a solar flare starts really damaging communications is through the satellites. Um, on Earth, more sensitive electronics, sure. Right. But like, yeah, so about cars like that? No. Some some cheap ones. Uh, sure. My mess with Tesla. Yeah, yeah I'm mostly talking about Tesla. Actually, speaking of which, which there wasn't a. Too much of it, but I sent that article to you guys from uh, Mitch McConnell's like uh, sister-in-law or something, and it was an article I sent in the group chat. And her Tesla apparently backed up, or she drove her Tesla into the pond behind her house, and was locked in there. It was completely submerged on a board. She died. I robot shit. Um, Angela Chow. Yeah. yeah, and but she is apparently known to be. High and like the Communist Party, uh, and possibly China, like stuff with China. I don't know. It was super interesting. Um, but yeah, that was that was fucking weird. Like, think about that. You know, they're not reporting. That was a self-driving thing, or they're. I don't know. It's not the first time someone like that, a self-driving car, has. Yeah, died. but like powerful people. <laughs> yeah, in, the, in these in these Teslas and um, these cars, right? They I just forgot what it was. But these it smart was, cars. There was an incident where a smart car malfunctioned on a, a reporter that was reporting on something that was like crazy, and it looked very suspicious. 
it's, but I can't remember what it was, so that sucks. That um, shit's interesting, man. But this was one of the earlier electric cars. This was like the early 2010s. So, uh, it said there was no indication of how the car ended up in the pond. <laughs> the pond. In the pond. In the pond. I think I think we can assume how it ended up in the pond. Like, dude, I I mean, I played the wrong did music. The car didn't like it. <laughs> the car was like, not today. Yeah, I said nope. Not today. Even here now. In Soviet Russia, the car drives you. <laughs> it was Russian, so it was Russian to the pond. That's, That's kind of funny. Doing. All right, well. Well, what, Matt, you have anything? No, uh, Mom was most of the solar flare. That's Less, yeah, All right, so we're getting into the hardcore topic today. Yeah. All right, so I will be discussing not necessarily a conspiracy that, well, I'm not going to say that quite yet, but I will say it's a fun conspiracy, one that um, is not necessarily like super um, on the face of the internet. I did get this. This did derive from, or at least got its popularity from an iceberg back in late 2020 and gained popularity um, in early 2021 amongst the internet. Um, I actually remember when this took off in uh, late 2021, I think, through Windagoon. He actually talked about it for a little bit. And I don't think I've done as much research until now about it. It's actually, there's a decent amount of stuff on it. I'll be covering the uh, Memphis rap sigils. So it was the mid-1990s. The president was Clinton. <laughs> a disturbing shootout between law enforcement and the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas would take place. It would be later known as Waco. The economy was doing great. Grunge was slowly fading out of the mainstream. No. <laughs> well, by 93 it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Post-grunge was considered 94 and up. Also, I'm pretty sure Cobain died in 94. Gangster rap and hip-hop was climbing cultural significance. X-Files roamed the airways. And the internet became public domain in 93. While West Coast rap was taken off with acts like Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and Tupac, and East Coast rappers like Wu-Tang Clan, Nas, and later Notorious Big, they were all making history for the genre. And often, an overlooked subgenre was developing in the southern United States, specifically in Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The 90s saw some of the worst days for Memphis. The city had a significant crime wave take hold over the decade. The city was in the midst of one of the worst eras for crime, with 198 homicides occurring in 1993 alone. Living in Memphis at the time was a health risk and created an overall dark atmosphere over the city and the individuals. But this helped pave way to what is known today as 90s Memphis rap. A subgenre of music characterized by dark themes, complemented by heavy use of 808s, Bass and synths. You guys know 808, 808s are? Mm-hmm. Okay. The genre of great... does... For the... Yeah. So an 808 is literally all rap music since Kanye's 808 and Heartbreakers, essentially. It's, like, literally trap music. It's the hi-hats and the heavy, like, synth-like does instrumentals. It sound like? Can you make it with your mouth. Travis Scott. Make it with your mouth. <laughs> like that. It's like that. That's an 808. Um, and actually 808s were pretty common in the 80s so this makes sense and I've had to take a guess the reason why this was so popular amongst that genre it's because Memphis rappers literally had the low end of instruments and 808s were common more in the 80s instead of the 90s so they were using older equipment for their stuff while as the other guys were using like more advanced and more common instruments for their stuff like newer drum uh, drum machines and all that stuff <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, this uh, genre would greatly influence the rap of the mid-2010s to late 2010s, and it's still pretty much influenced a lot of rappers to now. Um, another term used for this genre is horrorcore, which is a little bit more of a often used term for this stuff. So think of like rappers like 3, or groups like 3-6 Mafia, yeah. um, <laughs> and all that stuff. That's like the mainstream one. The rest, I, if I name them, no one's going to really know them. What you got? I didn't put that down. Oh, damn. But I will be naming some, so you guys might know. Um, but yes, a common theme found in these mixtapes is satanic imagery, grainy lo-fi images of its members, um, talk about demonic themes, samples of screams and violence, and sometimes muffled speech, almost like a mumbly speech. So like they're they're rapping so fast that it actually sounds like they're mumbling, because they probably are. But, you know, it's a very high-intensity rap. There's right. not really a lot of... There is some slow rap, 
but it kind of goes from like really slow to really fast right. instead of just a consistent like actually like speaking like in a, in a consistent flow um <clears throat> but though memphis rap of the 90s lightly emerged throughout the 2000 and early 2010s through references and the introduction of the second gen internet it wouldn't be until 2017 that i first heard or the or the whole world first heard about the theory behind the subgenre. Ooh, Ooh. Going now? <laughs> so, in 2017, the first mention of the eight tapes appeared on 4chan. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. A lot of this conspiracy stuff literally comes from no uh, competent actual like sources. So I'm just gonna say take everything with a grain of salt right so it first appeared on 4chan which that speaks for itself uh detailing how these songs were ill-intentioned and came from a satanic place the writer would claim that some of these tracks would be used as sigils do you guys know what a sigil is mm -hmm. okay you know you know all right so for the people that don't know a sigil is a type of symbol used in magic it refers to a symbolic representation of a practitioner's desired outcome think of like a voodoo doll that's basically what it is it was very popular during the medieval era and it relates to uh, success magic or <laughs> chaos magic. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> so chaos magic is the main thing that this is referred to. Um, and basically the actual object represents either an angel or a demon, whatever intention you want it to be. So it doesn't necessarily have to be satanic. <clears throat> but you have to have an everyday object for this. And the power to summit, and in order for the object to like summon energy, you have to sacrifice stuff to charge it. So like later a, in this, uh, lamb, yeah, like a lamb, your cat, anything, anything you want to summon. But look, it can be anything you want. Like that glass of wine right there, that could be a sigil if you wanted to, right? Or at least I think it can, based off what I've read. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not into magic with a K, so right. Um, but later in discussion, uh, many of the ways of how like so basically they went over how you can do one yourself and the basically they went over the steps of how to create a sigil in a rap context so with tapes kind of like right. how they would right right so i'm going to read out the steps to how you create a sigil apparently to fortune so number one you murder somebody <laughs> that's the first step right. you can't go through with that you can't do it number two you record it number three you chop it up and sample the audio Number four. Chop up the audio or the um, Yeah, person? like the, the audio. Okay. You chop up the audio and you sample it. Return to the murder scene is step four. Rap with your buddies over the murder beat is number five. Put it on a mixtape is number six. By the way, it has to be a mixtape because something with the magnetic tape is has to... It's That's just a step of it. You can't do this over the, a digital or a record. Actually, I didn't see anything about records, but that might be okay. And then number seven, the sigil is created. Well, probably not, since it's... Uh, Just plastic. Uh, yeah, the vinyl. <clears throat> number eight, sell the mixtape. Number nine, let people listen to it. Number ten, the sigil is finally charged. Number eleven, you can't find step eleven because it's always question marks, so no one really knows what that is for some reason. And number twelve, you profit from it. Boom. That is the sigil. And now the profit is basically whatever intention you wanted happens. You basically made a, a deal with whatever angel. This is I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it's an angel if you're doing this stuff. You're making a deal with demonic forces like this. I mean, honestly, I mean an angel you know, can be just like. Can you really like make Elohim? Elohim. I'm, I don't know any. Well, Elohim is like divine. This is why it's kind of hard for me to speak on this stuff because I'm just not like well spoken the, on any of it. Like a divine being, right? Like yeah. honestly, who's to say that the angels are all? Yeah, because like, you're right. in all honesty, right. like there's more. Like that's yeah. a human basic, or that's a human thing. I mean, I guess we could try to get deeper onto it but that's you know yeah i would just say some like a divine being <clears throat> okay so it would eventually be revealed that the eight tapes from the air contained sigil magic and together they possessed powers the recordings over time would be revealed so here are the actual tapes that they were discussing <laughs> so the first one would be 10 wanted men's wanted dead or alive 1995 this would be produced by tommy wright the third Second will be Children of the Corn, the single, 1995, produced by Little Grimm. Number three would be Maniacs, The World of a Psycho, 1994, produced by Maniac. Number four, Lil Ramsey's Going Undercover, 1994, produced by Tommy Wright III. HOH, Living in a Casket, 1995, produced by William Payne. 
The next one, Inwards of Destruction, 1996. Production by Tommy Wright III. Mr. Tenemain's 1925. Yeah, 1925. uh, And made 1995. Produced by DJ Zerk. Possibly. Couldn't find an actual, like, producer for this, but that was mentioned. And then, lastly, is Psycho's The Return of Psycho, 1995, produced by Hit Boy Allegedly. And the ones that me and Daniel listened to, I think, in the past couple days, was uh, HOH's Living in a Casket, which was the guy in the casket, Mm -hmm. obviously. And then Psycho's The Return of the Psycho, which was the guy crawling out of the grave. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was pretty funky. It was pretty funky. Yeah, but I like Memphis rap. I I actually liked it. It (laughs) was pretty good. Yeah. And, I mean... It was dark, I'm not going to lie. If I had to actually get into how, uh, like, b- what they say about it, it's true. The atmosphere of the whole entire, like, structure of the mixtapes are pretty dark. They do talk about pretty dark stuff. But I will say some of the beats, even though they are very low budget, are pretty good for what they are. Um, also, it's just cool because they weren't making any money off of it, as far as I know. And if they were, it was very little. Right. So it was very organic. It was very organic music. Uh, wave, you'd say, in Memphis. But allegedly, these tapes sampled audio from murders done by the artists or snuff films. So, for example, the most popular mixtape out of all of these is Children of the Corns, the single, 1995, where the opening track and several other tracks in the mixtape, you can hear screams in the background. And originally, according to this legend, and poss- possibly just people that heard the mixtapes throughout the years, we're told that these screams were recordings of what the, I guess, artists actually killing these people, recording it, and then doing such with the tape, um, kind of to add the sigil to the audio. Um, however, when actually listening to it, can't say I really think that. It just sounds like generic, like, horror film screams. I mean, think about what they say about Roller Coaster, right? You might have yeah, that's right. fine. That so, like, say, like, what they think about, like, roller coaster. Yeah. Like, that scream. Mm-hmm. They say it's from, like, a 911 call, which I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure that was just in a movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is called Urban Legend. The movie is. But, I mean, it's kind of like the same basis. Right? Like, how would you even know? Like, a horror movie scream could just as easily be right. a real scream. And right? You're absolutely right. I mean, we don't think. I don't think it was ever actually um, said where these screams came from, even from the people today. Um, but I do want to say that it was, I think, discussed possibly where uh, one of where one of the artists sampled some of the screams from, and it was from an old horror movie. Um, but yeah, that is a part of the legend. Some people just think that it came from either snuff films, which is just actual films consisting of people getting killed, mm-hmm. or the murders being done by the artists themselves. <clears throat> Now, one of the things I will say, when I was reading out all these uh, mixtapes, one of the producers that I had mentioned mostly was Tommy Wright III, okay? Um, And that is because uh, Tommy Wright III is believed to have a significant involvement in the whole entire process. Who is Tommy Wright III? So Tommy Wright III (laughs) is a producer from Memphis. Uh, He actually is no longer alive today, rest in peace, um, that produced most of the popular mixtapes of that time um he is basically I, i'm willing to say because i can't i mean this is this genre is pretty buried and pretty like underground to like really know what's going on with it right but you can kind of say he was the father of the genre um <clears throat> and he's the one that created that sound essentially it probably wasn't but he was definitely he definitely had an impact on it you know right um but yeah so he definitely have a, a significant involvement in the whole entire thing uh, Tommy Wright III, getting deeper into the conspiracy, often referred to a place called the Four Corners. The Four Corners, based off uh, Reddit and 4chan post, was a common location often referenced by in Tommy's Wright's work, whether it be a song he produced or a song he actually rapped in. Uh, Tommy Wright III would claim that it was a place he and his friends would often hang out at. The location took up about five blocks, mostly consisted of suburbs and main streets, and was somewhere in uh, Whitehaven, Memphis. Yeah, it was somewhere in Whitehaven, Memphis, and they often referred it to it as Black Haven. Sorry, this wine is really good. 
Anyway, so some theories going into the Four Corners. Um, some say that uh, the Four Corners could be a reference to a crossroad that has Four Corners. Um, four Corners can also see, be seen in Ezekiel 7-2 or the Hour of Doom in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The coming of the end, demons like Kalafu or Murmur are known to travel the crossroads and exchange deals to, for worship. And these two are often referred to like more modern day artists who have died to like the satanic stuff, apparently. Uh, references began shortly after the West Memphis 3 about this kind of stuff, which if you guys don't know what the, mess me the West Memphis 3 was, it was murders of, um, I want to say it was two children uh, of three boys. So three boys had died in West Memphis, Arkansas, um, which is obviously, I think it's like, I don't know how far away it is from Memphis, but it's not far at all. Right. It's Arkansas, like right next to it. So <laughs> Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> I was going to let it slide. Dude, why would you let me slide with that? Arkansas? <laughs> Sorry. I always said Arkansas back in the day as a joke. Because of that vine. Finally, then it finally became just an actual thing. Um, Arkansas. So uh, it, it had it was the death of three kids, three boys in Arkansas. And um, it was believed that the, the children were found in a body of water. Uh, they were tied up in a... Um, they were tied up as... They were tied up by their shoelaces, and their clothes were found scattered around all around them. And it was believed that they were raped, and it was, it was very unfortunate, very gruesome scene. Um, <clears throat> and three teenagers were arrested June 1993, uh, and were believed to have done it. A big part of it was thought that the juveniles killed the children as part of a satanic ritual, and <clears throat> not much genetic evidence actually like prove that they did it so the whole case is just kind of foggy and who actually did it right. i also just didn't look too deep into it so i don't have the proper understanding of what really went down in it right but that is just the overall gist of it um some actually and this is unfortunate because there's no evidence that really points towards this but some actually think that the artists behind the eight tapes were involved in the murders of three children right so that is how the the West Memphis three, the West Memphis three, were connected to it somehow. So another location often associated with the tapes is the Memphis Pyramid. So prior to looking into this, I maybe have saw it maybe like one time, but I forgot that there was a pyramid in Memphis. Bass Pro, Bass Pro Shop. So he knows. Yeah. Cool. So <clears throat> referred to the Tomb of Doom by locals. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is located in Memphis, Tennessee. That's fucking cool, man. That's fucking cool, man. That's the tomb of doom. It was initially conceived by Mark C. Hart in 1954. Which Nope. Originally going to be three pyramids going along the banks of the Mississippi River. So the original intentions for it was to actually mimic the exact positioning of the Great Pyramids going along the river, which would have been awesome that they actually were to go along with that. But they didn't. They didn't. They decided not to. Um... I'm guessing because probably because of financial stuff, just didn't get enough for it. Right. But the project would not finally take <laughs> off until 1989. So, Fuck. yeah, that's a long ass time. His son, Mark Hart's son, would actually take over the project, uh, John Brent Hart, and it'd be finally finished and opened up to the public in 1991. <laughs> However, during the process of actually constructing the pyramid and actually putting in, uh, actually putting in amenities and stuff into the thing. They suffered a huge rainstorm during that process, and it delayed everything. They were originally supposed to have a theme park, a hard rock cafe, a music museum, and a radio station put in there, but they weren't able to do it on time with the opening. But they did manage to uh, have a concert there on its opening. The concert was by the country duo The Judds. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. No? I know Wait, the, Judds. the Judds. Yeah, yeah the Judds. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the Judds played there, and apparently it was so packed that whenever people were using the restroom, there was such a big sewage blockage that it flooded the whole stadium with sewage waste. Oh. Yep. The first day of its opening. Nice. And then, to add to further matters, um, a stagehand fell from the, the fell from rigging, which is not great. And then later, uh, that would happen again, I think in 2016. Information kind of gets foggy right here about what happened, but 
uh, June 4th, possibly 2016. I couldn't get the year. They just said June 4th. Let's just say it, 2016. A man opened fire near a bar in the Pinch neighborhood across the street from where the Memphis Pyramid is located. Police responded to the call and found two victims shot and badly wounded. Another victim was waiting in the parking lot of the Bass Pro Shop where the shooter had fled. Police ultimately caught the suspect, but not before he hit and killed an officer with his car. So, that was just another thing that happened near the pyramid. Again, things just happen. Not mm-hmm. necessarily coincidence. The pyramid was meant to house massive sport teams. Um, however, it didn't meet the standards of each team, such as the Grizzlies. Yeah. So, that definitely hit it hard because it wasn't making the money it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And eventually, in uh, 2004, the building would just become vacant completely. Oh, nothing, crazy. Nothing like, would be used of it. Um, however, in 2005, shortly after, Bass Pro would purchase it. But from 2005 or 2004 to 2015, it was dormant. No one could go there. It was just could do anything with it. But in 2015, uh, Bass Pro would finally open it up and people would use it uh, for like a hotel and whatnot. Right. Um, <clears throat> however, a very interesting thing that did happen with the pyramid. Tom Jones, a consultant with Smart City Consulting, Memphis, um, would discover a black metal box at the top of the apex of the pyramid. Riveted to the building's steel infrastructure, inside they found a crystal skull placed by Isaac Tigrit, founder of the Hard Rock Cafe's restaurant. <laughs> so, Tigrit. It's put nuggets like these restaurateurs, like these people. Yeah. Like. When asked, Tigrit would state that the skull was one of the several crystals and mystical objects placed throughout the pyramid. No other object would be found, however. Now, Tom Jones would describe Tigrit's reaction to the removal in a blog post. You, this is what he said apparently you don't have any idea what you have done cosmic balance of earth may have been disrupted by the removal of the skull which city and county officials were told had material, materialized in the hands of Mr. Tigrit's guru later Tigrit would deny these quotes though. <clears throat> the pyramid now is a hotel and Bass Pro Shop till this day I always thought it was cool I, th- I would like to go out there I mean, just imagine finding just a crystal skull at the top of the pyramid, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, also, not just that, but, like, where it... So, Memphis and Tennessee, not too far away from it is uh, Egypt, Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Um, also, the ro- the road, the highway and the road that goes through Memphis is 40. So, that's our road. Straight shot. Yep. And then, uh, across... Uh, across, though... The Mississippi River is West Memphis, and there's Indian Mound, which is a place. Um, I don't know. There's just, you know, kind of sticks with the Memphis kind of theme over in Arkansas mm-hmm. or Arkansas, if you're Darius. America explained, dude. But um, yeah, no, there's there's some weird like place names over here that I would like to check out. Like you got, um, there's another mound. By the way, but you have Nankana, which that doesn't sound like that doesn't you know doesn't sound like it belongs. Uh, New Chicago, they have Hollywood, which Hollywood is pretty uh, common. But the thing is, is like you know, it's also like Hollywood. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, New the New Chicago with just Chicago. That's another big name in places. Well, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting where it lays out. It sounds like a fun GTA map. Actually, it, it does look like a cool map, man. Yeah, it does look like a cool map. Um, but going along with the pyramid, uh, 3-6 Mafia member Koopsta claimed that he had ran into a violent cult ritual committed by the Memphis elite when he was a teenager. These black-robed individuals would be carrying a metal box containing a crystal skull to the top of the pyramid. However, this interview was never found. Um, so, take that with a grain of salt. If true, that's pretty... It could have just been a bunch of construction workers walking right. around. Dressed take, in robes? Black robes? Hey, man, it's a part of the aesthetic, bro. You gotta, <laughs> that's how workers look like down there, okay? But... I mean down there. Down there. No, I mean, I guess it's the... Uh, yeah, it's not really down there for us. It's I forget where we're located. It's the south. It's about the same. Parallel. It's exactly the same to us, isn't it? <laughs> To well, mean, from where we west are, of us. Maybe, yeah, like, that's like west. west to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but despite how, or oh, sorry, uh, jumped ahead. 
However, an interview with Koopsa would be found in which he had a run-in with a cult after shooting the album cover for Mystic Styles in the band warehouse. So, and I actually watched his interview. He actually discussed... Um, so the same day they were... Have you, you know Mystic Styles? Like the album, the guy when he's on the cross? Across, yeah. That mm-hmm. one? Okay, so the day that they were taking the picture for that, he's the one on the cross. Um, he, I guess he and the rest mm-hmm. of 3 Six Mafia were going walking around and all that stuff after his thing. Or maybe they're just waiting for the stuff to process. I don't know how it all goes. Uh, but there was a warehouse near them. They went to it, and a bunch of cult members were there apparently practicing stuff. And the cops visited there, and they're like, hey, you guys can't be doing this and all that crazy stuff. Um, but that was, you can find that on YouTube if you want. You know, That was actually documented. Um, <clears throat> but despite how all crazy it all seems, some of its creators would discuss the music intentions in later interviews. So... Little Grim, uh, discussed earlier, Children of the Corn producer, stated in a 2017 interview that they were talking about the inside struggle, that they were just trying to figure out life right. in, this, in this music. Um, the music was meant to heal the community. So this, basically, they were using Satan and the devil as metaphors for depression, anxiety, and the stress of, uh, the stress of life in a city, as, such as Memphis. So that just makes, I mean, that, that makes sense. The, all the music that they were just trying... And not to mention that a common thing amongst all these rappers, they were all brought up in church and they all had faith. So they all used um, like the devil and all that stuff to point out like the negatives, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, they basically just said that the whole entire thing was basically just an aesthetic. It wasn't like an actual, they weren't intending to actually practice Satanism or anything like that. Another contributor to such beliefs in this whole entire thing and then during that time as well was the satanic panic wave of the 80s and 90s. Right. Which was just, if you don't know what that is, uh, I forgot the name of the book, but in 1980, the publication of Michelle Remembers, written by a Canadian psychiatrist, Lawrence Pazder, he basically wrote this book and it like started this whole entire movement where people started believing that the government was connected into like one big occult. And children were being used and like killed for this cult stuff, right. and actually led to like a lot of like wrongful convictions and all that stuff. It was just a huge satanic panic wave across the whole nation. Huh. Um, pretty interesting stuff, actually. I think it, you can kind of connect it to the devil. That one Conjuring movie, The Conjuring Three. Yeah, the devil made me do it. Right, it's like that type of stuff. Okay, so that's kind of connected to all this. The only cult activity I was able to find in Memphis was documented. That was documented like solid evidence was um, in 1983. <clears throat> so the Shannon Street Massacre. You guys ever heard of this stuff? No. No. I didn't expect you to because no. I had no clue what this was. Yeah. So the Shannon Street Massacre happened January 11th, 1983. MPD units were called to two, uh, 2239 Shannon Street to investigate an alleged purse snatching. But inside the home was Lindbergh Sanders, an African American man who called himself Black Jesus, Black and thirteen Jesus. other <laughs> and thirteen other men who were his followers were inside the house. Sanders harbored an intense hatred for law enforcement and had told his followers that the world would end on January tenth, nineteen eighty-three. Officers Ray Schwill and Bobby Hesser respond to the call. Seven people fled the house at this point, or later captured. But upon them arriving, Schill and Hesser were ambushed by the remaining seven men in the house. Shrill sustained a gunshot wound to his face and escaped, but Hester was taken hostage. Shrill radioed for help, and the police quickly surrounded the house. Uh, the first backup officer to arrive was Officer Turner. Attempt, he attempted to enter the house, but immediately came under fire and was wounded in the head. And the second officer, Russell, uh, entered the house and exchanged gunfire with the rebels. But police tried to begin tried to be, uh, began negotiations with Sanders, who stated that he wanted to broadcast the murder of a police officer over a Memphis radio station, and any attempt of officers entering the house would result in Hester being beaten to death. Right. Uh, Hester would, could be heard on the police radio for begging for help, and after 30 hours of negotiation and no res- resolution, an NPD SWAT team raided the house, killing all seven members, including Sanders. Unfortunately, police would discover the body of Hester, who had been beaten and stabbed to death several hours earlier. So that was the only cult stuff I was able to find in Memphis. 
However, there's literally cold stuff everywhere. <clears throat> I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, man. no, it's actually really interesting. If you just type in Memphis rap, even to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, it's very short. But at the bottom, it doesn't really go over anything about like Satanism or occultism or occults or anything like that. But if you go down to the bottom, in the C also, it's like music of a Tennessee, southern hip hop, Satanism, occult. Yeah. That's it. There's the four C also's. Mm-hmm. Satanism and occult is up there with music of Tennessee and southern hip hop when it comes to Memphis rap. Like, you know, that's pretty interesting. It is. Um, yeah, so the only group that was likely to practice black magic, according to the community that, like, actually is into this stuff, the Reddit community, you know, everybody that's centered around this stuff, was. 3-6 Mafia. Supposedly, what? Gangsta Boo and the Lord Infamous used to practice dark magic, and Koopsa claimed to be a clean Satanist. So, apparently, they think that that was the case. Also, with how popular they got, they're, they're like, if this stuff's true, they're the ones that would sell their souls to the devil. So, right. um, But the group themselves, 3-6 Mafia, have argued that they believe legitimately the idea of elites practicing satanic rituals is real. Uh, but... Besides all this stuff, all that crazy stuff, how about sigils in general? I actually looked on on Reddit about sigils and just kind of give a better idea about them and see if they can actually be musical, right? Mm -hmm. And so in a post from six years ago from the 33rd Messiah on the sigil Reddit, it asked, can you make a musical sigil? If you make sigils out of letters, then you have 26 raw materials to choose from. But if you create a personal sigil song that you can play, sing to yourself, then you have 12 notes and a huge amount of chords. Is it possible? Reckon, are there any big songs out there that are sigils? So I looked through some of the comments and people were like, absolutely, you could do that. And there's plenty of examples in, big, in the big song world that people apparently are using sigils. Some people even claim that Zelda, the orchestra that uses that is in Zelda, uses yeah. sigils. Triforce? Uh... No, it was another one. I don't know. It was an older Zelda game, but actually, so, but look, they claim that they use sigils and there's stuff to enhance it. Right. Looking back at uh, some Three Six Mafia stuff with Lady Boo or Gangsta Boo, uh, she's also known as the Devil's Daughter. Yeah, and she was also the only female that's ever ran through the group, which is cool because I only knew DJ Paul and the Juicy J. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it was interesting because, you know, you can, sigils can come from somebody that just heard of it. But if you actually go into the actual community that knows that stuff, I kind of just want to get their interpretation of sigils and music, a more detailed version of it. Right. And um, I even looked on YouTube and there is apparently sigil music. Um, You guys care to hear it or skip? (laughs) It's up to you. There's actually a playlist called Memphis Rap Sigils slash Cursed Capes. And then there's Sigil Activation Music. Awaken your injured magic with a K. Magic Meditation Music. I'll definitely post it on Twitter. And yeah, we'll take, I guess we'll take a listen later. Yeah, that's fine. That's completely fine. But yeah, there's all that stuff. But yeah, in the end, Memphis is home to many conspiracies such as MLK. But this one, Memphis Rap Sigils, I say is fried baloney. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. But I, dude, yeah. I love the music. The music's great. Yeah, um, I, Three Six Mafia. I really like Gangster Pat. I like You Showed Me Suicide Boys. Yeah, they were definitely influenced by that sound. Um, um before we know, do continue, slob on my knob, slob on my knob. Damn Apparently, and Damn I, Wolverine. I couldn't find this anywhere else. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I couldn't find this anywhere else. But apparently, the actual legend. Um, originated in Europe in the early 2000s to, due to a small revival in a subgenre, and it only escalated from there. But like I said, couldn't find it anywhere else. But it's believed that Europeans were the one that created this. Who would have thought? Fucking Europeans. Fucking Europeans. But yeah, it's just like the 27 Club or uh, Robert Johnson, which right. Rob, Robert Johnson is the guy that sold the, the, the guitar player. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the famous one. What? The, oh, you're talking about the soul? The, yeah, the soul. The guy. blues. The blues guy. Uh, Robert Johnson. Yeah. 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 yeah That's so very much like that. Yeah. He, that guy, that one's really interesting because it was like. How did he get he so good overnight? For two days. It literally was overnight. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, something that just came out today. Did you guys see MGK's new tattoo? Nope. He, for spiritual reasons, he did complete black all up and then it's a cross. Oh, shit. I see it. Really? Mm. It's pretty interesting, right? And he said it's because of spiritual reasons. But what does he support? Wow, look at that. Interesting. And we already know him and Megan Fox drink each other's blood. What? 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 I've never heard of that before. Listen, this isn't Jennifer's body. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they share (laughs) each other's blood. They also have a ring or jewelry, or they have a vial of each other's blood, too, that they carry around. What the fuck? You guys didn't know that? No. I don't keep up with celebrities like that. You know, the only reason why I know this stuff is because I try to think about everything kind of, like, connecting. Right. And like, there's there's so much weird, not like necessarily like, just unique weird kind of things going on where it's like, hey, like that's not typically normal. Is there like a bigger reason for this or what's going on? So what's your opinion on it? Yeah, what's your opinion on it? The whole entire theory, <sighs> like MGK. No, just this whole entire. I like to think, I like wormhole. The, I gave you. I gave you a whole wormhole know, information. I, I like to think. <clears throat> I try to organize it as clear as possible. I like to think in a that chronological it's a, order. That it's a Candyman scenario. That, like in Chicago with Candyman, mm-hmm. that was their urban legend. Right. Um, for me, I'm going to leave it at that. But, like, I don't. I, don't I wouldn't think fuck with it. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I'm not going to partake in anything. I'm not going to. I respect it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I. Don't believe the members enacted out in any satanic rituals. I'm not gonna say that. I, I bet you they did. You think they did? Oh, dude. I mean, come on. You think they just don't want to talk about it? No, they probably do talk about it all the time. Yeah. Well, I, a lot of these guys aren't public, so that yeah, I that's mean, another that's thing. Three Six Mafia is like kind of still underground. Yeah. I have a bunch of their records actually. Really? Vinyls, man. Yeah. I have Three Six Mafia vinyls. Yeah, but these are cassettes, so that's even yeah, more underground. Yeah, cool. It's only on cassette. By the way, these tapes. Are expensive, and the reason is is because of just the whole dude. Maybe we should reverse it. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe we should play one of the one of the albums and reverse. Fuck it, right we'll now. Do. Like turn it backwards. After I mean, I'm not gonna. Okay. No, I'm not gonna. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see which They're ones. Only one cassette, um, but you can play them on YouTube, obviously. But right. they only work physically, so you would have to get a cassette for them, and you can find them on Discogs. But I think the cheapest price is twenty dollars for the shittiest one, and then a hundred dollars for like the best ones. Um, they're pretty expensive. Fifty dollars is like the average. Then you range gotta buy a fucking cassette player because you gotta nobody. get eight of them. I have okay, a eight player. of them to get the collection. Um, and then some people in the community were and pissed off because they didn't even reference the best albums. However, from the ones that we listened. By the way, I've listened to Children of the Corn. It's not my favorite. It's the most popular one out of all of them. It's just a bunch of muffled screams, and I can't even hear the lyrics. So okay. I mean, do you think that do you think that that is like with trap music or the mumble rap of today? Like, do you think this stems from that? Yeah. And then in sense, do 100%. you think? But do you think then that that is part of the curse, like, or that's part of like yeah, um, the the demonic shit? I think or the that Satanism? obviously trap music has been a dominant part of rap the whole twenty first century so far starting in the early 2000s and just becoming increasingly popular to the point where it hit its peak in like 2017. Right. But you can definitely see a, it's so like if you listen to that tape and you told somebody that it was just somebody trying to make it sound like of like a really ventured sounding 2017 instrumental, right. I'd believe it because the literally the way how the drum patterns are, the way how the repetitive loop in the background is of like the melody, yeah. it sounds exactly like a SoundCloud track. So exactly. how many people? And also, the covers look very similar to the covers of that time. How many artists in that genre do you know actually made it to the top? None. That are still are made it pretty close to the top. They're still alive. Well, X. Or do you know? Oh, so like X-X-X. the ones that. Yeah. So the he ones that similar. do make it, and they Juice World was similar to them. They are dead. So I mean, think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's just interesting. Right? It is interesting stuff. Um, all it's those, a little out there, but it's uh, X died by a shooting at a. At a car uh, dealership, he was trying to get a motorcycle. He pulled out of the dealership. These dudes pulled up and shot him. They said it was Drake that sh- that killed him. Apparently, because um, Drake's always referencing it in his music. 
However, I doubt it was Drake. I just think these dudes just stole his duffel bag and ran off. Why would Drake need it's a duffel bag? Just a, they probably didn't even know that it was him at the time. They recorded the duffel bag. They were like, yo, man, we just killed X. And oh, okay. No, 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 they just did. That's what happened. And then Juice had guns on his jet, and yeah. he had a lot of drugs on his jet. And he found out that the police were waiting for him at the airport. So no one really knows. He just took all the drugs that he had on him on the plane. And when he got off, he had a seizure at the airport. So... The other guys, little pump, uh, what is it? Uh, who else died during that time? Obviously, Mac Miller died, but he's not a part of that genre. He's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. X was from Florida, and Juice, I think, was from Atlanta. Was it the, uh, what age is it that they didn't make it to? 21 was 20, the age. 21. 21 was the age for these guys. Oh, okay. Huh. And they always talk about they're not Black making Jack. it past 21, so. Yeah, it was, there was a conspiracy about that. A bunch of rappers not getting past 21 and they all died. I mean, man, mm-hmm. maybe maybe there is some weird spiritual connection here that we just don't know about. But yeah, man. Well, thanks for going down that road. You guys got anything else? Lil Peep is another mention. Um, Lil Peepy. Yeah, Lil Peepy. <laughs> Lil Peepy. Lil Arkansas. Um, oh, shit, dude. But Arkansas sounds better. I'm not going to lie. Bro. That's hilarious, man. Matt never said fully what he thought about it. What yeah, do you, you go, man. Uh, I bet you ain't getting off. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, shut the yeah. fucking uh, mouth. I don't think they did it. Because <laughs> they're like completely fun, man. <laughs> I'm over here saying, like, fuck it. Why wouldn't they, they dabble in it? In I mean, if they did it, they did it as a fucking joke. Yeah, but if we all do it, it's still doing it. I mean, we all fuck with demons, but I mean, they're also teenagers. I mean, like when they we, dude, so. like let's be honest, like even during the battleship stuff, like I mean, that's fucking around with right. shit, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, do I think like, murder happened on those tapes? I no. think no, but I definitely think these people probably saw some of that stuff. I mean, I bet you half the group that's in Three Six Mafia has killed somebody. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I believe... I, Almost all... So, like, I don't know too like, much about dude, these guys. Dude, Memphis Raps isn't like... It's not like it's that. Not, like, I know it's no sugarcoating. It's, it's, it's fucking real, real dude. It's real stuff. Just like the Atlanta rap scene? Like, it's no fun, man. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's fun for a little bit, but... Yeah, well... Today, it's definitely become more pop... Like, it's it's not as, like, real as it used to be. ATL, though, is probably the most legit still. A-Town. A <laughs> town, ATL is probably still the closest to like re- legit rap, and in the ways of it actually having to still deal with a lot of that stuff. But a lot of ATL rappers now come from like really nice suburban neighborhoods, so like hanging out with my homies. Whereas Memphis is like they wake up in the morning, going shots like outside, feeling like P Diddy. <laughs> First of the month. By the way, one of the uh, songs on there, they straight up st- I forgot what album it was, but they straight up stole like the sample from fucking Ice Cube. The whole fucking song. I think it was uh, popular Ice Cube songs. Good Day? Good Day. I think it was Good Day. I think it was a good day. It might have been a good day. They took the whole instrumental, didn't even change it, and they just rapped over it. And I was like, fuck. Uh, awesome. 36 Mafia, though? It wasn't 36 Mafia. It was one of the underground ones. I was going to say, I know 36 Mafia. Like, 36 Mafia has been compared to like NWA. They are underground, but like the cassettes that me and you listen to are considered like like, super underground. It took them like 15 years just to put out one good hit. Who? To the Yeah, Yeah. to like the media, right? What's their biggest song? Wouldn't it be like Stay Fly? I don't know what their biggest song is. Stay Fly. Because to be honest, I actually don't listen to 3 6 Mafia really. I I never went down. Yeah, I gotta stay fly. Yeah, Stay Fly. (laughs) <laughs> Half on a stick is snacks popping my collar, slob on my knob, and then Slob-o sipping on some syrup. The corn on the cob, check it with me and do your job. Uh, <laughs> Juicy is my name. What, uh, I don't remember Juicy what comes is after. my name. Sex is my game. Uh, sex is my game. They're um. I, yeah, I can't really they're remember. They're the late on the bed. Oh yeah, late on the bed. Don't and have to ask. ask. Don't, don't have to beg. Juicy is my name. Sex is, is my game. game. Yeah. Let's call the boards. Let's That's run a trade. trade. Yeah, no, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Squeeze all my nuts. <laughs> and <with> my butt. <laughs> yeah. You should play that to Chloe. When you're next on your next date. No, thank you. Why not? No, I'm just joking. I actually might. <laughs> I play I try to at least play it twice a week. 
<laughs> you do actually. No, I haven't I was played that. Say, that like, I don't think time. you ever. I haven't played that in a long time. What? Uh, but I used to play it all the time in Leland. Leland. You can ask me. I yeah, really we used to sing that shit all the time in Leland. My three six mafia albums that you own. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll have to go check them out because gotcha. a lot. Some of the ones that I have aren't on Spotify. Fucking same cover, bro. It's just some crazy. I think I have the end. Oh, the end. Yeah, I so, got the end. The end. Do you have the most popular one? The Mystic most Styles. I I can't remember if I did. Yeah. Because that I one only came picked out up what I could get. So. Yeah. All the tapes that we discussed are mostly around ninety. They're all the way up from like they're like ninety four to like ninety six. Yeah, dude, they've been around since ninety one, man. It's crazy. Have they? Yeah, I didn't know they were for a long time. Ninety one. They're one of those. They were a rap group that I've been listening to for a long time. Kind of like Notor or. Uh, um, fucking fuck. What is it? Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes. But yeah, and, he, and um, what is it? Pat. Um, Gangster Pat. Gangster Pat. Yeah. I like Gangster Pat. That's this. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's cool. Going back to to that old style. Yeah, because we were talking about the cross the crossroads earlier, and just Bone Thugs Harmony popped in my head. I was about to sing it. <laughs> oh, they got the song called the Crossroads. Yeah, yeah Crossroads. Yeah, the Crossroads. Huh. It's all connected, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, is that it? That's everything. Yeah, all right, guys. It. Well, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, next week, we'll hopefully have the Giants coming your way. Oh, we will. So be ready.